Morning. Morning, Jerry. Here we are. Well, again. hello, because <laughs> I have happening? to ask you, oh, yeah. are you okay? <laughs> As Look, is the such time... A... <laughs> Sorry. A load. And, and then I have to listen to the answer. Oh, yeah, I skipped sure. over that short. essential um, step. <laughs> I'm just going into my inner world now. I'm just feeling into the question. I'm sensing the answer. It's a very complex question, are you okay? I think you're never 100% okay and you're never 100% not okay. I'm about 80% here. Maybe I've had a week off, Jerry, which is just delicious. You start dreaming about your um, potential other careers as like a high-wire acrobat or, or, you know, trapeze artist or aviatrix, you know, or <laughs> chain smoking. Will you smoking. have spangly leotards? <laughs> I definitely. I definitely will have spangly leotards. <laughs> no, At I'm, the time yeah, of this got? conversation, yes. it is Are You Okay Day. So oh. I've been to the website. <laughs> I know okay. what to do. And I'm mm-hmm. also mm-hmm. wearing my yes. thematic Oh, yeah. Can you just pronounce what's written on the T-shirts for the for myself, really? Because I'm the only one in the room. Uh, S <laughs> yes. ist okay. Oh yes, it's Good. okay to sign. So um, you're, that's, that would be German, Almania. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. So uh, you you can get this T-shirt in a variety of colours oh. and in French. Oh, good. Um, so don't despair, but I'm just reaching out in my five-kilometre lockdown radius oh, to God. the two German speakers mm. on Are You Okay Day. <laughs> Hello, um, German speakers. Welcome. And welcome everyone else who wouldn't want to exclude anybody. And okay, the yeah. translation of this is it's okay to not yeah. be okay. Brilliant. Love it. Normal. Yes. Okay, because we're all, we were talking about this last night in group. It's so funny the way group and pod blend a bit we were talking about who's okay and who's not okay last night yeah good jerry righto and are I you have a, thoughts yes, yes. i oh, have of course but just before we get on to the thoughts in the spirit of reciprocity how are you okay i oh thanks Emmy. <laughs> that is really good because that's yeah that's it's a really long answer but a yeah, sure the reason why Are You Okay Day is so great is because when someone sincerely asks how you are and listens yeah. to the answer, it feels great. Yeah. Totally. Uh, likewise, the other yeah. side of that is the half-assed check-in. Oh, Very sure. prevalent in COVID, but pre- and post-COVID, I think we will still see a bit of the half-assed check-in. And because I have... Multiple madams. I turn tricks for various madams, as yes. we all know. <laughs> yes, you've been working um, girls. Yes, I've been on the receiving end of a sincere oh. check-in, a oh, sincere good. COVID lockdown-related check-in, and a half-assed check-in. Oh. Uh, now, of course, there's times when I've done a half-assed check-in myself. I. Mm have been reflecting and going forward, I'm going to try to never do a half-assed check-in. Yeah, um, no, it's not cool. Because it's just a heap of crap. Um, so, yeah, all right. Uh, Get, let me tell you, you about the I, half-assed yeah, check-ins. Okay, let's go. I'm ready. Yeah. Okay. The half-assed check-in can be a group email um, oh, yeah, urging no. multiple people to stay in touch. <laughs> Shit. Sorry, um, that was the- wrong. <laughs> Sorry, are oh. you appalled? <laughs> yeah, I am. I don't know. I'm just, I need time to process that. Like, uh, I'll just do put that on the back burner while you keep going. <laughs> okay. Other uh, key elements of the half-assed mm. check-in are uh, <laughs> making sure that they're time-limited in some way. So, oh, on yeah. your way out oh. the door, checking in on someone. Or- yeah, just get it done. Quick ticket off. Right, checked in on the team. They're okay. I'm okay. Or, lying. <laughs> or as happened to me once from a previous madam, um, I want to talk to you about this really important deep thing, uh, but my client's coming in five minutes. Oh, mate, um, mate. <laughs> mate, you, that's the moment where you're preparing for your Zen mastery. You know, you need to be totally present. You don't want anyone putting off you off your game or off the game. 
at that moment. Exactly right. So the other key component to the half-assed chicken, I think I've (laughs) I've lost it, but but one uh, part of it is not really listening to the answer or the concerns because sometimes, um, particularly in psychology world, people speak about concerns generally and they're really saying what they're concerned about. For sure. They're sneakily um, advocating for themselves because their sense of self is not strong enough so they borrow another person to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah, they're, okay. talk, they're talking it. around or, or to yeah. give credit where it's due, they're talking around yeah. issues that affect everybody. So there's an edge. Um, and the, we call, yeah, there's an edge to owning that and facing it head on. Yeah. Yes, right. yes, but no, no time for ownership or even listening in the no, half-assed check-in. Right. It's awful. So you've got awful. to like move on quickly from any of that if you yep. if you quick, quick, just pat it all down. It's all good. But anyway, moving on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got it. Awful. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. Oh, let's just just being with that for a minute. Yeah. All right. I'm I'm with you. Yeah. Um, I know. Yes. So there you go. And it feels oh, terrible. But the only good thing I can draw out of that is. I yeah. think what the underlying message of a half-assed COVID check-in is, I can't cope with you now. I've just got sure. to tick the box. Um, yep. And- uh, yep. And I've, I, I don't know. I feel like it's jumping into my mind, which I'm going to offer because I think it's relevant. So I attended an online symposium hosted by the APS in recent times. I'm telling you this to show off and also impress press my press my any peers listening i attended a symposium this one the aps is the aps is having a bit of a revolution at the moment they're actually d- developing things for members which is new mm-hmm. <laughs> and they consulted the membership and said what do you all want and everybody said please we need help with dealing with trauma that's the overwhelming thing we want help with so the, the symposium was called unpacking trauma and god it was great there were mm-hmm. over, I think there was, I think it was something like 1,300 or, or even 1,500 participants who could come in and go out. Brilliant speakers. We had Indigenous perspective. We had narrative. We had all sorts of neuroplasticity about trauma and whiz-bang pharmacology and even, even using psychedelics was mentioned as a potential pathway to recovery. God, it was good. It was just absolutely great. I'm, I'm pleased to be able to announce that I was familiar with the material already, so I'm, I'm keeping up with my reading and all that in spite of my ability to give a laundry list of books last couple of episodes ago. But what, was, what the take-home was, it's not depression, it's not eating disorders, it's not anxiety that we're in trouble, what we need help with as a, as a profession according to the membership. It was please help us treat with treat trauma better. Mm. We, now you know okay so what's the, I just got that out didn't I got that out there was excitement there yeah, yeah, now yeah. I can't recall why <laughs> what was that linking to what you think something you said triggered that something to do with um what the what psychologists perceive they need help with in to do their work what mm. they're getting overwhelmed with what's coming to them in in large numbers um and it seemed and I you know I'm not surprised really it comes up on our pod yes trauma. You know, yeah, generational Abs- trauma, you know, absolutely PTSD getting passed down generationally. That's a big thing in the Indigenous communities, and I'm sure elsewhere. Loss of contact with culture, you know, anyway. There's nothing like an inspiring um, conference, professional development, is there? But no, yeah. you feel you feel sort of like you're doing something worthwhile. <laughs> Which you don't always feel when you're on your own in the, in the chair, you know, especially when you're having half-assed check-ins, which just make you feel like, you know, like, you know yeah. who's li- I'm not okay. Who's listening to me? I'm a person too. Because you, yeah. you are. You are a person as well, even well, though you're well, a side. Well, you can yeah. respond to the group email. <laughs> oh, bloody. How, what do you do? See, I, I've just... I don't know. I just sort of feel a bit, a bit of my soul dying when I read stuff like that. Uh, and I get, 
I get that the writer is overwhelmed themselves. They, they realise there's a problem. They don't have the answer. They, they know they have to do something, but it's not enough. Actually, that's a good point. It's not enough. That is not enough. Do you want to hear about the yes. check-in, though? Yeah, sorry, yeah. yeah. Go, Jerry. This. Let's do a contrast. That's, that's right up your alley. Let's do a contrast. Yes. So the, the contrast with the yeah. caring check-in um, uh, was the other madam who wrote an individual email, oh, I'm yeah. here if you need me. Oh, bless. And then wait until you hear this. Um, asked me if I had any food allergies or my family, oh. Oh. and a hamper arrived. Oh, isn't that sweet? I, and a classy hamper. Oh, get out like an Emporium one, you know, like posh it, with ribbons and stuff. Did you get it, booze, booze and chocolate and, and no, nuts? No, pastries and oh. <laughs> uh, cheese and strawberries. Oh, nice. oh um, mate, that's a lovely, isn't that nice? Those really nice um, crackers. So okay. I really was, like them too. Yeah. So that was, that was Those, super good. But it's like recognition, isn't it? Like, thanks. You're doing a real, because honestly, if you are a psych in this pandemic, you are doing a great job, whatever you're up to. <laughs> you're doing a great job. Because, yes. I, I mean, pe- people are shutting doors. People can't take any on, on any more clients. Everybody's overwhelmed with the demands. Some people are working stupidly long hours. I would discourage that because you are like a racehorse and if you fall apart, you can't keep going. So you've got to try and play within your limits as best you can, which means saying no, which is hard, really hard. Yes, Yes, uh, there is also in, mm. an increased burden. Uh, yeah. There's an increased burden uh, through the telehealth. I know. Uh, yeah, that's true. I've got four Have in you? a row on, uh, sorry, four people in a row on telehealth. Yeah. And uh-huh. uh, while four in a row yeah. in person is, you know, quite... Yeah, it's demanding. Repertoire. Okay. Four yeah. in a row on the telehealth, I think, is a bit harder. Um, oh, yeah, it's hard, man. It's like, I mean, it, I, it, everybody has slightly different limits around this, you know. And I, I guess you've got to sort of work out what your limits are and do your best not to push yourself over them too much. But four in a row, telehealth's tricky because I guess there's the phone version or there's the, the Zoom version. And if you're using the Zoom, you've got to keep switching what you're doing. So you've got to read nonverbals cues either through tone of voice, which I think we're all kind of used to if we're used to using a phone to some degree. Some of us will be better than that than others of us. But when you're doing telehealth, you've got to, you've only really got the face to watch. You can't see the rest of the body. Um, yes. And the tone of voice. But so you've got to kind of shift what how you read nonverbal cues. It's um, and some people are really struggling with it. I'll, yeah, that's true. It's, yes. it's stressful. It's stressful. There's a, as you would say, Jerry. There's an increased cognitive load. <laughs> there's an in, there's an increased cognitive load. Yeah. And not only that, sometimes I have to channel the bladder control of a. Oh young God. Woman. Oh um, Jesus, that's a dro- that's, that's a trouble, isn't it? The the you got a Yeah. Oh, that's that tissue gets real loose as you get older, doesn't it? I know sometimes I think my bladder just gets nervous and feels more comforted on, on a toilet <laughs> like a toddler. Mm, mm. <laughs> yeah, no, sorry, I get you. Mm. So I'm Brian. going forward with a, a sort yeah. of a, I don't know, three-quarter of a year yeah. uh, resolution to only do sincere check-ins. Oh, good uh, on you. And yeah. I don't I don't know if I'll succeed because Well I mean I mean maybe I'm guilty as well or have been guilty. I'm feeling guilty. I don't know why. You're feeling guilty. Sort of, we should do we want to talk about that a bit? What's the guilt about, I'm wondering? Because it's complicated, I think. I'm just what is that? I'm I'm genuinely also curious. I'm trying to figure out what is that guilt about. Do you is there a feeling of like I want to check in? That's probably sincere and truthful. I want to be helpful, but I'm not sure I can be. Is that is that what yes, it is? Yes, and I think however mm. much uh, you know, however much we mock it or judge it, 
Um, yes. I think that that is what is behind yeah. the half-assed check-in. Probably. And um, that's all, that's just truth. Let's make it more congruent now. Now we're getting to yes. the bottom of the double signal. Yes. Um, all right. So or, what or if, lack of yeah. skills or, well, or lack of insights, well, you know, I'll put that out there too. Well, it caught, but I think we all, we're growing in our ability to sit with complexity, I think, as in the profession. Everybody is at different levels of being able to do it. I mean, because some things are really hard to be with and you have internal limits of your own. But on this occasion, the pandemic itself is very complex and how people are com- coping with it is also complex. I've, I mean, yes, I've, you know, um, read two really good articles recently. These are newspaper articles and one of them referred to a recent Black Dog Institute and Mission Australia survey about the impact on young people and their mental health. Oh, mate, this is really not good. And the increased psychological distress. Yeah, I agree. Uh, It seems a slightly greater risk for females. Uh, Oh, okay. So that's that's the situation in that. And if we can put another level on that, there's been another study, I think, by the Grattan Institute, but I'm not 100% certain on that. But this is on the economic impact of lockdown on females, on mothers, who yeah. are stepping back their work? Yes, of they have to. That's of exactly. Yeah, um, that's exactly what's happening. Yeah, yeah and which which puts them at a greater vulnerability, greater yes. risk yeah. uh, to you know bad economic outcomes. They're not going for promotion. They're tailoring back their hours, and there'll be flow-on effects of that coming out. Um, where I'm thinking in, in yeah. my mind is what impact that has, what's going on for the parents in particular, I yeah, guess, mom, oh on the yeah. kids. And we do have a massive advantage here in that the Northern Hemisphere went through their lockdown and mm. so we do have some science. I uh, We have kind of some longitudinal studies, particularly from the UK, but some, when I say longitudinal, mm. I don't mean over years, yeah. I mean over Just the over path months. of lockdown mm-hmm. uh, on what the impact are is, what are the protective factors and mm-hmm. what are the risk factors? And mm-hmm. I think that that's yeah. really useful. And I think yep. science may not have all of our answer. But you know, I'm who I'm quoting. I'm, I'm quoting my hero, the late Scott Lilienfell. Science may not have all of our answer. It helps but you it think. Will have some of our answer. It helps and, you problem solve. It helps you analyze data. I mean, those let's call them predictions or observations that are encapsulated in those um, research papers are, are also reflected in my practice. That those things yeah. are real. I'm not sure if they're the top two that, are, but they're very close to being the top two. Adolescents in particular are struggling because they're not socialising. They're not mm, being socialised mm. with peers. But so are all children. It's not It's not just adolescents, but they're the ones that are struggling because they're not having their thought process re- regulated by their peers and they're going to YouTube and getting all stuck in YouTube rabbit holes, you know, which is yes. not good. Yes. So uh, a risk factor according to the Black Dog study oh, was yeah. an association between higher levels of psychological distress yeah. and higher levels of um, electronic screen usage. Yeah, that's what's uh, happening. They even distinguish between to recreational usage. So having over nine hours a day recreational usage yeah. um, it is, isn't great on so many so levels. What I've been doing with adolescents is trying to give them little challenges. And I say, you need to socialise more. And if they're boys, I say, right, your challenge is to figure out ways to meet women. And I know that's generalisation and a stereotype, but it also applies to many young men who are terrified of young women. So we're trying to create ways of creating online events to to try and socialise with members of the opposite sex or gender or however we're conceptualising a partner or a scary yeah. other that we don't, the mysterious other that we, we find fascinating. So, and the, this is orienting young men in particular to some action-oriented activity. So I say, well, you got to, you know, you got to come up with something interesting for the lady ducks. <laughs> they got to come over and, 
you know, come and have a look at something and you, you need game. I'm talking to them about game. <laughs> what, have you got game? Picking up ladies, like talk, chatting them up. Because these social skills are not being developed in lockdown. So we have a bit of a practice with me and then we create an, a project and we get our mates involved to do some teamwork activities and we're having online quiz nights and we're having, oh, you know, I'm trying to think of games nights and it, some of it is working, well, at least in in the village that I come from. <laughs> I, 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 got, I got all these headspace referrals because they were just chock-a-block. They just filled up and then they had to race around trying to find any private psychs who had any capacity. So the young people came along and they all thought they were psychotic. They all thought they were really, they weren't. They just needed to socialise. That you know. And I said, righto, what we got to get? What are we going to do? We don't know how long this is going to go on for. Got to meet some women or men or gentlemen. If it's a lady duck I'm talking to, then it's the other way around because they're yes, you know, that's their job in that. And so we're taking a few risks, Jerry. A few air quotes risks, you know. It looks like a risk, feels like a risk for them, but it's really just an online quiz night. Yes. Yes. It's not no, everything. It, it's not. It's not everything. Well, it's, but no, I, I. I think it sounds brilliant. I think it sounds brilliant because that's where the fall down is between that sort of Sunday newspaper level yeah. of strategy and the practical implication. Because everybody yeah. can give a Sunday newspaper level of strategy, right? Yeah. Um, gotta, yeah. You know, get enough sleep, um, oh, have yeah, some routine. Yeah. Well, that's boring for adolescents. They want something scary to do. Absolutely. So- I, I mean, I personally <laughs> would advise explore the 30-year back catalogue of law and order. <laughs> Um, well, see, that's okay if you're older. Like, but if you are, yes. I've been sitting here thinking, how do I digest the online environment so that adolescents can take those necessary social risks that they need to take to test boundaries, learn skills, learn to take, build confidence and a sense of self, experience a little bit of failure because that's important mm. too. Mm. To start inoculating, and and the, the the thing they're fascinated by and terrified by usually is a member of the opposite sex however you identify that question. And so, but basically it's about trying to meet the other anyway. Mm. So I put, I'll, I'll let it go for months and I thought, no, we've got to do something here because we don't know how long this is going on for. And without that social interaction, young people are concluding that they're severely mentally ill, possibly psychotic, that <laughs> something's wrong with them. Yes. And, and yeah. you can well, only. It becomes a cascade, yeah. doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, I will share mm. with you. Okay. Um, the systematic review, the impact of COVID-19 lockdown on child and adolescent mental health, a systematic review. So all the right words in the title. Mm -hmm. Uh, And from King's College London, so from the Mm -hmm. UK. Okay, they have got uh, risk and protective factors for anxiety or affective symptoms in children and adolescents. So the risk factors are lack of routine, not a Yeah, that's, oh, God, that's Uh, awful. Female sex, matching the Black Dog Institute survey. Adolescence in itself. How interesting. Adolescence in itself is a risk factor. Yeah, Um, I would agree with that. Excessive exposure to COVID information and media. Um, Suspected, but great to see it here um, from the research black and white. Previous mental health problems, yeah. Yes, so of course. The rich get richer, the poor get poorer. Too much mental yeah. health is barely enough, you know. Yeah. Um, community case frequency, okay. So the mm-hmm. external factors there—that's that's fascinating, isn't it? <laughs> um, and another one: a relative doing first-line jobs related oh, to COVID nineteen. Yeah, See, I reckon for young people, it's the same when you have any community disaster like a bushfire because mm. the information does not filter down to them in a, in a way that they can comprehend and process. They tend to sort of panic. And yes. in, a, in the area I live, we've got lots of trees, bush, real bushfire risk area, and it, we've had two rounds of um, bushfires in the last decade and the young people both times have come in with PTSD for the next two to three years because they don't understand what the signs of bushfire are and they just see the adults rushing around panicking and evacuations yeah. and things like that. And some of them have ended up with, you know, longer-term anxiety. But anyway, 
we're on to it. It's just it's just not communicating in a way that young people can grab and understand and go, okay, well, if the wind is up and it's very dry and we've had three months of no rain, that's a big risk. Yes. Yes. But if it's not, if it's just rained and there's no big strong wind, probably okay. Probably okay. Just that kind of sick, that environmental signaling and knowing how to interpret it. Yes. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. 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 No. No. You're ex- you're exactly right. That the because we have in this day and age so little control or filters for information. Yeah. Um, uh, all righty, let's get to the protective all right. factors. Yeah, let's go protective this is, factors. This is kind of useful. Okay, let's um, go. All types of routine. Yeah, I agree. Um, totally agree with it. Get yeah. a routine. It's first protocol. Get a routine going. Uh, family communication. That'd be great, but not always available. Yeah. Social support. Again, <laughs> great. Not always available. Yeah, not always and available. And here's where you come in um, or where you've come in appropriate play and leisure yes we've got to try and get some fun on the agenda especially yes. in socializing oh, yeah which, which is <laughs> yeah. which i think that yeah. does involve by definition connections with other humans. yeah for sure playing games play play yeah yeah uh so i i I yes that that's our advantage that is our good point is that we can look at what the other countries have done what the other countries have researched yeah true. mental health and we can apply it because we can totally apply it it's the same here yeah I mean I think if, if you're a psych in practice whatever whatever capacity you're doing that you are an epicenter of support for a, a number you've got a little community around you so you might have clients but they've got families and friends and negative neighbors so whatever you do lifts them up as well so mm. a, a bit of a talk around protective and resilient factors and a bit of translating that into some kind of action plan is, is going to help not just your client but potentially yes. the people they're connected to and so whatever psychoeducation you can give them might spill over to a big extent or just a small extent but it doesn't matter just have a crack mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. Oh. um unless there's a more complex um, mental well, health overlay, yeah. which they yeah. may which they can't to, yeah yeah particularly the research is suggesting uh, people with already existing yeah. mental health problems. Yeah, that's not And good. I, I think, well, once again, that's where the Brits are useful. They have lots of webinars on how to do particular forms of therapy, behavioural yeah, activation. Yeah, they're good at that. Um, mm. Via telehealth. Uh, sorry, behavioural activation is the example I've seen. You know, via telehealth and uh, tons and tons of recommendations and guidelines and so on. Um, of varying degrees of usefulness, but I think they're all useful because we don't have to start from first principles. No. How do you find the telehealth thing, Jerry? Because um, I, as soon as the pandemic hit, I kind of had to switch over all appointments to telehealth and I had to educate my elderly clients about how to use Zoom. That's sometimes an ongoing process. <laughs> Hit the button, doing well, breathing, <laughs> you know. Okay, let's have another go. We've got to recover from this and move on, <laughs> you know, just trying to coach people to get on Zoom. But um, but, but we've learned, some of us have learned how to do online Medicare claims, which is awesome. What a, <laughs> we can t- turn the challenge into developmental experience. But how do you, how do you find the telehealth thing? Because I think some of us are struggling a bit with it and don't like it all. Um, it, it's how do you mixed. find it? Um, yeah, I haven't seen. Uh, oh, yeah, I, I mean, I guess I have. Um, okay, how can I answer this question? Yeah, um, okay. It, if they're an already existing, existing client, I yeah, think it, um, can even go well. At least yes, I really I hope agree. my clients would would say this. Mm-hmm. Um, what what ex- particularly excites me is mm. at the end of the session, I might say, um, "Can you show me something?" Oh, that's uh, nice. Can you do show and tell, and then oh, that's get lovely. To see Bit of a game. And- <laughs> yes. 
things of a, of a more personal nature, which is, yeah. is super fun. So I think yeah. with an already existing client, it can go really well. Yeah, that's um, true. I reckon that's probably, I agree with that. With newer clients, probably a bit difficult. For those it things is, isn't that you were talking yeah. about recently is that it's it's actually hard to just, it's it's hard to give them eye and look at them. Um, yeah, that's true. That in itself is difficult because you give eye contact by looking at the camera. You look at them by looking at the screen. I'm just uh, trying to think. Yeah, I think you're right. Are, yeah. Uh, That's true. A, a slightly different. Uh, yeah. So that that provides a challenge, particularly if there's an underlay or an overlay of a developmental, uh, you know, if there's issue. a question. Yeah. Developmental problem, then it's particularly it's particularly challenging. What, mm. and, it's so true. I've talked about therapeutic things, but underneath that's basically the technology. And in one of my workplaces, yeah. I think the technology works maybe 75% of the time. Oh, that's um, awful. Okay, that's terrible. So then I have to act surprised when there's a technology yeah. failure. Um, oh, that first really I just. I enjoyed that, but no, now, you know. No, that's a. <laughs> Just that acting is a, surprised is, 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 you know, challenging in itself. Because um, the client feels abandoned. They freak if They can freak out is when that disruption happens. Can't, yeah. Mm, mm. And also but then, in the um, public health scenario because yeah. it's pacier. Yes. Losing time. Oh, um, Jerry. Yeah, so I might only have 40 minutes with them and 20 minutes has fluffing around wrestling with the technology. Yeah. Uh, That's the, a nightmare. Yes, the service becomes more diluted. Yes, the, the, the client is not getting the best. I, I, I no, and they don't feel safe, is what I would imagine. There's an emotional response on both sides that interferes with the therapeutic experience. Like there's well, unavoidable frustration, but also potentially experiencing abandonment or distrust and you've already you're already having trouble right you've, you've mm, come and you, mm. you know you just met this person and oh dear mm. yeah i mean that is a problem yeah that's that that can be really disruptive that's jarring for everybody actually potentially yeah. i mean is it is it jarring like is that what how would you you would describe it or um it's a high it's a high level of stress yes and of course it comes from a couple of areas it comes uh-huh. from uh it comes from knowing that uh-huh. you're not giving someone the yeah. best oh dear yeah. and the other area it comes from is that if these problems aren't being addressed or solved on an institutional level, this could be a distortion. But what I conclude or glean from that is Mm. they don't really care about the Yeah, that's the abandonment. Yeah, Um, that's the feeling undervalued. Now, I know that the health system has to prioritise COVID and has to prioritize um urgent medical care and we know that but Mm -hmm. i think coming in as a second there probably should be mental health we're still allied health aren't we and as a result of that we're not primary health care providers and i think probably within the health system and I, i don't know the way around this but i hear everything you're saying Look for for me working in private practice. That kind of event would could be a real deal breaker. Like so, like having the technology fail on you. It's and it has it's, it's a deal breaker from a practice point of view. It's not like it buggers up the therapeutic relationship, but it also has an impact on potentially your income because if you lose that client, then so this you know then you've lost also an, a part of your income. So this is a very serious issue when that happens. The way, I mean, I'm not saying I've got the solution to all of it, but I've totally prioritised not breaking the connection. So sometimes if there's a sketchy connection, I'll put client on the phone for audio 
and have some kind of video link up visual. But if it fails, then they can still hear you. And I educate them at the beginning of the con- uh, say, so, look, you know, we've got to protect from this happening. So they feel at least that you haven't like a- abandoned or dropped them in the middle of a very difficult conversation. Because if that happens when somebody's crying, that is yes. not a good moment. That's ter- yes. it's, it's so hard to recover from that because it repeats the, you know, the abandonment and the isolation and just sets us right back. That is a serious problem. I I read something else that really resonated with me because in in COVID they talk about hospital beds and do we have any hospital beds? How many hospital beds have we got? Yes. How many hospital beds have we got for mental health? But it's not just uh, it, it is hospital beds. Hospital beds are a necessary and very blunt measure, but yeah. what about staff? What about clinical expertise? Oh. What about the technology to support the beds or support yeah. the patient? You know, um, there, there are many other things to measure there. Uh, there are many mm. other essentials. Nothing nothing is simple. And, uh, yeah, and I guess... I guess we desperately want things to be simple in a COVID time. We do. I think we generally we want things to be simple. They're not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think maybe maybe the way to make peace with this, and I don't want to jump to the finish line because obviously this is jumping over the complexity, but I think, you know, it's a basic principles of managing anxiety. We look at what we can control and we also yes. look at what we can't control. Yes. And we try really hard not to focus on the stuff we can't control because it will just escalate our anxiety. We yes. try and do a bit of acceptance and commitment stuff around. Yes. This, no, I, you know. we're in heated agreement. Uh, okay, so yeah. do what you can. Do what you Use can, the basically. you've got, which is uh, actually pretty good and profound. Uh, yeah. Because so, the telephone does work and, yes. you know, if your technology drops out, you back it up. I mean, I mean, that seemed to me to be the simplest way to stop this from happening, this this breaching of the relationship during the session mm, mm. Um, and reassure the client, if this occurs, I will absolutely ring you straight away, don't, you know, so that they, they're ready for And you can sort of almost turn it into a therapeutic experience of building that therapeutic alliance, including, yes, yes. <laughs> including us the, against the, this. the flop yes. up. <laughs> Yeah, um, I, and and um, yeah. I I actually agreed when you were um, using act words there because yeah. I I am usually not a huge fan of mindfulness. I may have no. told you this before. I spotted I think, that about you, Jerry. <laughs> um, what is life if you can't fantasize about the future or ruminate on the past? Right there, you yeah. go. That's that's like ninety percent. Of what oh, I do cognitively. We need a long <laughs> conversation about that. But okay, next we'll post that in the future. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but yes, the, the I think the present based, I'm here now, I'm doing what I can now. Yeah. Um to the client, you are absolutely my priority now. Yes. Um, and you, and just as long as you do even a demonstration of that that's sincere, client will pick that up. Yes. Even yeah. if the tech fails and they'll pick up the intention, they'll know that you as the practitioner is thinking about them and trying to reconnect with you. And, you know, for some people that might be actually playing out a storyline that needs to be worked on in the therapy room anyway. So Yes, yes. I like to send them a few little things before yes. the session just to <laughs> Thinking about them. you. Let's get ready, um, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I like <laughs> it. Good one. Good one. Um, but but it's it, it, sorry, I don't yeah. need to sound like a whinger. Have I been in a negative space? I don't no, want to I, be in a I, I, oh, negative you're so funny. space. You've got that pretty kin. Um, we need a name, Frank's okay back. Day. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna need a chair for Frank. You know, where we put Frank in the podcast, our our inner critic in, in, in group. Anyway, yes, Jerry, you were talking about ACT, ACT therapy, acceptance and commitment, or sort of some ideas taken from ACT, and yes. you were telling me that. You're not really keen on the mindfulness. It doesn't allow you to jump into the future or the past and it severely impairs your inner critic. So I can see the problem there. (laughs) (laughs) He feels unwelcome, which he actually is in the present moment. (laughs) There's no space for him at all to sit there with his finger going, you're doing the wrong thing, Jerry. (laughs) 
you're up, it's up, you're up to no good and I'm aware of it. <laughs> it's sort of a source of comfort for you at times, I think, Jerry. I think the world does not seem okay if there isn't a critic in the form of Frank going, that's wrong. <laughs> that is not okay. You feel something's missing if you're in the present moment entirely. I get it. We're not there yet. That's okay. We're, we're having a process. You and I were talking do, about Do you think anyone is in the present moment entirely? I don't know how to work as a therapist any other way. Mm, mm. But that, but we worked out that this difference between us is partly probably because you're a clean psych and I'm a counselor psych, but it might also be because you're probably a J and I'm probably a P and mm. the old MBTI um, mm. categorisation system. So my way of perceiving the world is through processes, not discrete categories. Exactly. That's a very poor summary of what the difference between a P and a J is. But you love a category. You love a system of appraisal. That's just made, it, it gives richness and fabric to your world, Jerry. And I enjoy that from the perspective of seeing you as a process. Which is... it, it, it does. Um, and That's okay. That's needed. You know, that yes. works for some people. Yes. That works I mean, really well. I'm underlying a diagnostic system is an individual formulation of how it works for an individual. It's um, not that I don't do that. It's just that the way I relate to it is different. Mm. But I think because I'm married to a J and we have had so many conflicts <laughs> throughout our marriage about how to perceive the world. And I think it's, it, I don't know if I'm correct about this, but I think it is quite hard for a J to imagine how a P thinks. Mm. Um, Ed, what do you think? We did, just better yeah. bring each other up to speed okay. because uh, the Myers-Briggs type oh, yeah. isn't everything, but no. having said that, um, it is a useful way um it, it, to look at some patterns, isn't it, and some communication. Uh, I think it's things. helpful. And plus it's yeah. fun. So, you know, let's. Well, it's it. a talk. It, it, was it sometimes, you know, people can capture capture certain character character patterns or characterization patterns by you talk about horoscopes. So I sort of think about it in that way. Like it's like mm. a way of describing a kind of schema for that person, their understanding, their language about what it means to, like Leos are associated with being on the stage, let's say. It's a, it's a quick um, category summary. Uh, glossing um, yes. <laughs> very quickly over astrology. Yes. Um, <laughs> Well, it's how clients, clients don't know how what clinical language is, but they have a different language, lexicon, to describe I, it. I, what? I, and, and if we're going to um, exchange some theories that are a bit out there. I think we, we should totally do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's have do I some out there you, theories. Have I told you my theory oh, um, that all clinical psychologists Possibly yes. all psychologists maybe marry the same person. Oh, you like this, yes, Jerry? They this have is so... the same partner. Now we also know this with cricketers and AFL players. Okay, so what, what's your what's your observation about the sort of partner that well is attracted to a psychologist and psychologists are attracted to let's let, what's the pairing that you notice in the oh, world oh, oh yeah oh, yeah I, I'm yeah i'm so glad you're into this <laughs> this is one of my fave theories all right yeah you love it look you're gleefully um, rubbing your hands okay off, I, I, off I'm, you go. I'm, I'm gleefully rubbing my hands in fact let's return to this all the time it's one of my favorite oh, we totally we totally but, but will all, let's make an agreement about that yeah okay yeah first of all let's clarify who the <laughs> AFL and the cricketers are attracted okay. to as, as a baseline to be <laughs> the type known as yeah. smoking hot bod um, yeah 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 so, yeah yeah righto <laughs> Okay, but I think regardless of gender, regardless yes, of okay. sexual preference, okay, yes. uh, What's the, the pairing? type is yes. low expressed emotion. Oh, interesting. Um, okay. Very contained. Mm -hmm. um, possibly um, I know that this mm. is not a personality type, but a no, no. pattern. For, engineering IT oh, yeah. 
um, style occupations. Mm-hmm. Um, but the low expressed emotion and low expressed emotion, the IT and the non dramatic and the IT engineering kind of focus, which which you might see in slightly different professions. I'm not saying yeah, like it's like an analysis ability and, yeah. and, a, and a cognitive analysis. Yeah. And and can be present in occupations, for example, like graphic designer or HR. Yeah, that's true. But engineers are very interested in objects, not people, which is an interesting mm. choice for a psychologist to mm. to, to be so, drawn so to. Perhaps we're tapping into something wider here, but which is yeah. a certain kind of worldview. Non-judgmental, definitely. No, non-dramatic. no, we're just trying to describe it. We're trying to describe um, it. Yeah. And and it is hard to describe, but when you see one, regardless yeah. of their shape or size or colouring, um, you know you know who they are. Very okay. um hmm. someone with very uh poised or well well mm. thought out social skills um their social skills okay. and politeness they're often very polite but it, what it is is their social skills have a well a well worn group practice right? they're very practiced yeah or um, habit have got a habit there yeah, yeah. They, they they are practiced in their human interactions okay uh, sure so an example of that is my partner can send yep. polite emails back and forth forever Oh, isn't I, he sweet? That's I, that's I know, <laughs> amazing skill, isn't it? That <laughs> is I'm... amazing. So he's very um, emotionally stable or something. Like, that's it. You know, is that evenness. what it is? There's Even, an evenness, yeah. yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, and so, yes, I think that that is yeah, I know the most you're prevalent at. partner of choice. Uh, oh, isn't that funny? See, I'm probably... I, yeah, I'm you, you to... may be an exception. You may. Be I'm an like very strange across a number of areas. <laughs> well, strange in the sense that I don't seem to. I mean, I had a lot of illness in my life, so it kind of impacted on my ability to socialize in in a, a really significant way. Like I, I, I did, but. I couldn't easily get up on the dance floor or stay there for too long, you know, because I just didn't have enough energy. <laughs> so I don't, yes, I might not have, had, I might have grown as a tree in a different direction to this. I don't know. But I hear, I, I hear what you're saying, Jerry. I'm just trying to figure out why I took the road less travelled. Mm. Maybe I couldn't. Okay, so if there's a pairing, let's just take this as an observation and we'll assume it's true until we figure out an alternative. But um, so we've got a clinic, clinical psychs being drawn to a, a partner who is embodying this emotional stability. That implies that they need to um, contract out that aspect of affect regulation within their own inner world. Possibly, or maybe you know, they just don't have the energy. For don't have more the, of it after they yeah, come maybe. home. After could be a day that of work. too demanding. Yes, um, that makes sense. So, or, or perhaps it, it's if this is a phenomenon, and we're just joking around here, people. We don't know if this is a phenomenon, but if it is a phenomenon, it will be multifactorial. Uh, so, it is a widespread phenomenon. Um, I think it could also. So if I were, yeah, that perhaps. Um, some psychs are good at assessing future partners, good at screening them. Yeah, maybe. Mm. And they screen out drama or they screen out high expressed emotion. Why they're doing that's another question. But I, I think there could be a bit of... Um, See, what I, what I found with couples, and I probably work more psychoanalytically with couples in the end because I think if you want to build a relationship that's comfortable based on all truthfulness and also allows growth you have to get to the absolute bottom of why you're with each other and that's not always clear at the beginning you're not consciously aware of why you're with the person you're with but what I have found if we use the language of metaphor is that couples tend to share the same basic wound in childhood wound to love and trust in the world Mm -hmm. same but they've coped with it differently so when they come together, they have a deep intuitive sense of safety with the other one or sense of I know you, you know me, but they can't articulate it at the beginning. Mm. And we have to learn the skills of articulation, dialogue and honest, authentic communication 
before we can get the support for that earlier ch- childhood wound and learn to heal it in the in an adult relationship. Mm. And if I apply that to trying to understand this dynamic, it suggests that maybe between clinical psychs and and their part and this low affect expressed partner that we're describing. Okay, everyone's still with me. <laughs> There's the same basic wound, but we haven't artic- we haven't defined it yet. But each, but the persons cope with it differently. So maybe you've got <clears throat> a clinical psych who's very constantly trying to process and understand this, and it applies that at work, so it transfers that skill set to work. But you've got a, a male partner who kind of blocks it. Yeah, or, or a female partner. I, as who, I said, yeah. I don't yeah. think it's necessarily. Okay. Well, it's a dynamic, like it's a. Yeah, yeah. All right, um, we're just doing a quick sketch. Like, don't, don't get too confused about who's who and who's what, because I've got. Yeah, I know what you're getting at with between parts. But, but the idea is we have to define what the wound is that connects the pair of you. Mm. What is the same? What, what is the narrative of the wound? Like what are you trying to heal and why are you doing it in this different way? Like, because if you're going to stay together, there is some deep intrinsic implicit understanding that you have with each other. That's why you don't leave each other. And, we, and, and I think the, the journey of being married or in partnership with somebody is learning about yourself in the reflection mm. of their the way they see you and then it's a it's an interesting journey but you have to you have to start to die you have to do dialogue you have to keep talking until you get it out the truth of what's going on yep and, and it gets heard yeah. yeah yeah and recognize the emotional patterns um so i'm just trying to think about i know there's pressure on because we but what what is the trying to dream into the part the partner's role i feel like they're sort of have almost given up on intimacy or something isn't that is that wrong given up on the spectrum of intimacy that's possible for whatever reason could be that it's not in in their personality could be that it wasn't on offer when they were younger could be that it's too frightening Mm. Mm. it's like that part of their potential has been closed down for some reason And um, okay. what was it that you just said? You said we have to work out what, what the narrative the of the wound of yeah. the partner. Um, yeah, what what role are they playing? Uh, Amy, in the... uh, Amy, it's pretty yeah. clear. Oh yeah. Um, what? Sorry, yeah, it's not to me. Just tell the, me what it is. I'm catching up. <laughs> the, the function is to help with the technology. Um, <laughs> Jerry. <laughs> so... <laughs> okay. Well, technology it, can be a paternal signifier. It can be a stabilising yeah, regulatory yeah, force. Yeah, yeah, all right. Um, that is what okay. Australian comedian, I've forgotten her <laughs> last name. I think her first name's Denise. I've okay. seen her live. Denise Drysdale. She says when something goes wrong with the Zoom, she turns her head to the side and screams, John! Denise Drysdale, I think her name is. No, it's not Denise no? Drysdale. It's, it, she's blonde. Sounds like her. Um, okay, all right. I know okay, her husband's right, yeah. name, so I okay. have paid attention <laughs> to the comedy. Oh, well, um, I'm probably out of the loop anyway. So, anyway, yeah. I better go okay. and ask right. some German speakers if they're okay. Um, okay. Ha- all <laughs> right, good work. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right, until next time, Big Z. See ya. Bye. Bye.